you're looking to compromise the essence of who you are as a man just so someone else says, yeah, I'm, I don't hate you too much. For a man to be sovereign, he's got to be able to live his life the way he is. When it comes to matters of principle, I don't need anybody's approval. Not seeking the approval of others to change who you want to be. It's a man hiding in the shadows. You're a man hiding in the shadows. Are you the kind of guy who throws the people that he cares about under the bus? Or are you the kind of man who stands firm like a rock? You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Baloo. I'm here with one of our regulars, Rob Arpa. Hey, hey What's now. What's going on, Arps? Same old, same old. There it is, man. There it is. So listen, man, the podcast is out. We're starting to get some great reviews from people. They're loving it. We're also starting to stir up some controversy, which is what we wanted to do. I've got the Sovereign Man hat on. I've got a Sovereign Man shirt going on over here as well. So we're sporting the colors. We got an important topic to talk about today. Today, we want to talk about something that's pretty insidious in our culture, in our kind of woke, snowflakeish culture. And that's the need of so many men for the approval of others. So ARPA, why don't you share some of your thoughts with us on this topic? So this is one of those controversial topics because seeking the approval of others can sometimes help, but a lot of times can hurt. Uh, you know, in our in my industry, what we do, we all, we're constantly looking for the approval of our clients and our customers, and they they part with their cash for us doing so. But you know, if I'm stuck there, you know, searching for, you know, what my mom's approves of, of me or my dad. Uh, what kind of a, what kind of a man would I be? That's living a messed up life. How, how are you doing with this or dealing with this blow? Well, I'll tell you something. I, I've been someone who's wanted the approval of others for a big chunk of my life, but I noticed today in the culture, it just seems to be something so many people, but especially men, seem to crave. Right? It's like they want to be liked. They they don't want to have anybody come down on them. And you look back, for example, a couple of years back, the great Don Cherry, a great Canadian, grapes himself, right? He's on Hockey Night in Canada, and he's talking about, you know, how important it is for people who have just come to Canada, arrived as immigrants, of which I'm one. I, I came here as an immigrant when I was a teenager, just shy of 15 years old, to understand what being Canadian means and to buy a poppy on Armistice Day. To support the men and women who fought, blood, and died so the rest of us could enjoy the blessings of liberty. And, you know, for this, he got fired. Some moron named Bart Yablonski, the president of Rogers Sports Media and, and Sportsnet, which owns the rights to hockey night in Canada, said, this is unacceptable and we can't have this. This piece of crap, Bart Yablonski, couldn't carry the great Don Cherry's jockstrap. On a good day, never mind on his usual day, 
And yet he got rid of this man. And but they went to him. They said, "Okay, well, you know, if you come on TV, Mr. Cherry, and you apologize, you know, you tell us how sorry you are for what you said, we'll we'll allow you back on." So they asked this proud man, this great Canadian, this icon, this man who has inspired millions upon millions of Canadians, and has been really an ambassador to for all of us. When it comes to the game of hockey, they tried to make him basically debase himself by apologizing for something he said that was accurate, that I as an immigrant 100% agree with. When I came here as an immigrant, I would have liked someone like Don Cherry to tell me, hey, this year's Memorial Day, uh, you know, uh, Armistice Day, excuse me, and we buy poppies here to honor the dead uh, uh, and honor the glorious dead of the Canadian Armed Forces who fought, bled, and died so you could be free. I would have said, oh, thank you for doing that. I'd have bought the poppy, put it on my chest. And frankly, Don Cherry didn't do that, but somebody in my school did, and that's what I did. And I always buy, buy a poppy and I wear it or, you know, et cetera, or I put it in my car on the visor. And this man tried to get the great Don Cherry to basically debase himself. And Don Cherry, to his eternal, everlasting credit, said, no, I'm not going to do that. I agree with every word I said. I didn't say anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with what I said. You guys are using this in order to make a, a strong man kneel, and that's not going to happen. And, you know, I sat there, and I was sad that Don Cherry wasn't going to be in Hockey Night in Canada anymore, but I stopped watching Hockey Night in Canada after that, and as I know, did millions of other Canadians, and I started listening to Don Cherry's podcast, Grapes. And the reason I did that is because this man did not need the approval of others. This man stood up like a man for what he felt was right, what he believed to be correct. And I respect that. And that's what I want to see men do. But so many men, like Ron McLean, the next day just apologized. Oh, my God, I should have said something. That's so terrible. It's horrible. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Ron McLean is not my idea of a man because he wants the approval of others. But I'll tell you something else right now. Um, I'm somebody who believes in men that don't need the approval of others. So I believe in grapes. And I strive to be like grapes. I strive not to need the approval of others. Yeah, when I have clients, I want them to approve of the work I do for them. Sure, that's 100%. You know, when I buy a present for my kids, I want them to approve of it. You know what I'm saying? When I buy something nice for my, for my sweetheart, I want her to approve of it. But when it comes to matters of principle, I don't need anybody's approval. I want to speak up for what I believe to be right. And I want the men that I know that are around me to be that kind of man that speaks up for what he believes to be right. Because when a man does that, that's what makes him a man. That's what makes him somebody worth emulating. You know what I'm saying, Arpa? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, th I think that's just cancel culture and how it's going. And it's weird. It's weird. It's like digital moth. It's, it's, it's the strangest thing. And, and, uh, you know, Don Cherry is a great example of someone who, uh, who cancel culture has gone after, but there's there's so many more. And and sometimes, you know, all over some falsified allegations. And it's, it's nuts. You know, the, the uh, on Sunday talk radio, they talk about the court of public opinion. And, and it's, it seems like when it comes to media, that's that's the only court that matters. Uh, whether, whether things are true or not. It's what it is. It's crazy. Like Jesse Waters from Waters World on Fox News, put it like this. These people that have been complaining about people that are on the air have been around forever. It's just, 
pre-social media, they'd have to write letters to the CEO and the CEO would never see the letters. So they'd never bother to do something about it. These days it's on social media. So the CEO sees it. And then there's some young punk in the PR department who goes, oh no, you have to do something about this. All of our customers hate this. So they scare these CEOs into backing down. You know what I'm saying? And the CEOs that don't back down, they do well. So give me an example of a CEO that didn't back down, although, you know, it ended up hurting him in the long run. The CEO of uh, Goya Foods, okay, you know, he he went to meet with President Trump when Trump was still president to support his efforts to make sure that there was a vaccine created and support his efforts to make sure the American economy didn't totally crater. So many people said, oh, my God, I can't believe you were out with that bad man, orange man, bad. It's so horrible. Donald Trump, you know, he hates all uh, Hispanic people. How could you do this? And the president of Goya Foods said, no, this man's a president of the United States. You know, he's here. He's trying to help unify the whole country. I'm going to stand with him. Screw you. Now, a whole bunch of cancel culturists went after him. But here's what happened. The American people rallied behind Goya Foods and started buying. Like Goya Foods started selling out of stores. Unfortunately, the members of this man's family decided to remove him from his post because they got all frightened and they said, you can't speak for the company anymore. But I approve of the fact that this man didn't need anybody else's approval to go out and do what he did. And I think it's very important that we as men be the kind of man who can speak our minds. So I'm going to just say right here, I'm a proud conservative. I believe in the values that created Western civilization. I say this as a Middle Eastern man who came here, but I came here for a reason, to live in freedom. I believe in freedom and free expression and free enterprise. And anybody who tries to cancel me or the people I deal with is in for a bloody rude awakening if they try to do that with me. So I'm going to tell them to go take a flying leap into the lake. And if they keep pushing it, I'm going to be using less polite language than that. And I'm, I'm, going to, I'm not going to back down. I'm a man. They're going to back down. See, I'm like Ronald Reagan in this case. When they asked Mr. Ronald Reagan, he said, Mr. Reagan, what is, what, 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 what's your strategy for the Cold War? How do you expect it to play out? And he said, it's very simple, folks. See, there's the Russians, the, the communists, the Soviets, and there's us. See, and here's my plan. Here's my strategy, he said. You know, this good old Reagan voice, he said, we win, they lose. <laughs> we win. Simple. They lose. And simple. if anyone comes at Nikki Billow on cancel, here's my strategy. It's very simple. I win, they <laughs> lose. I win, they lose. And that's how simple I see enough. it. You know? Simple enough. That's Do awesome. That. So I, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> getting back to seeking approval um, and, and how it can hurt. Let's let's bring it back to, to more things that more men can relate to, and, and with their relationships with their women, because there's there's a lot of times true. where a woman's going to say something like, you know, don't go out with your friends this night, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, I don't like Johnny. I know you've been friends with him since you were two, but I don't like Johnny. Don't hang out with Johnny. You know, yes. and so many guys just say, okay, I want to hang out with Johnny. Sorry, Johnny, you know, my, my, my old lady, she doesn't want me to be with you. You know, I, I, so I can't be with you. What the heck's up with that? You got, what you got to do is you got to go to your lady and you go, sweetheart, you're the love of my life. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. But Johnny's my best friend. I've known him since he was two. And my number one value is loyalty. I am going to continue to be friends with Johnny. Don't ever ask me to do that again. 
All right. That's it. That's how you speak to her with love and respect, but with firmness, firmness, because you got to have some values. By the way, she's just testing you in a situation like that when she says that's exactly what's going down. That's, she wants to know if you're really loyal because if you you're gonna have throw a Johnny under the bus, you're going to throw her under the bus. That's what she's going to think. So she's going to see, are you the kind of guy who throws the people that he cares about under the bus? Are you the kind of man who stands firm like a rock? Remember that song from Bob Seger <laughs> back in the 80s? Like a back rock. Back in the 80s. Like General Motors, you know, fucking put that thing to bed with their with their ads slaying that song for what three years, rock, man. Baby. Like Is that Chevy? Rock. How can I how can anyone forget? It's a great, great song. song. Great, great song. song. Great song. Yeah. But I think I think that's that's what every man needs to needs to watch out for is that trap, especially those younger men. I, I don't know, you know, me, I grew up in this country and, and there are, are friends that I had from high school, uh, elementary school, you know, yes. they get into a serious relationship, gone, ghosted. Ghosted. You know, yeah. I've had, uh, actually have a friend of mine, uh, um, he used to work with us, uh, over winters and stuff lives around the corner from me. And, he was good friends with one of my employees. And then my employee was like, look, man, ever since this guy got married, that was it. Done. His woman's got him controlled like crazy. It's like, dude, where are you? Where, where's, where's your backbone, man? Like your, your woman needs to know. Like, when, when things get tough, are you going to stand up or, or not? You know, you can't stand up to her, you know, being the closest thing to you in your life. And, you know, you're going to lie down for anything else that comes that way. Right. Yeah, and listen, we're not saying you need to go out there and get into an argument or fight with your woman about everything that's out there. In fact, about most things, your job is to be cooperative, right? Like if she says, take out the trash, take out the darn trash, man. Don't mess around. Don't say, I'll do that later. Or why don't you take out the trash? Some BS like that. That's your job. Take out the trash, you know? You know, if she says, hey, I want you to paint the house, paint the bloody house. You know, yeah. that's, you got to paint the house. She says, I want to go out for dinner on Friday night. You know, like if there's not, you know, something like a family function, or if you don't have to work, you're going to take her out for dinner on Friday night, but you don't throw your best friend under the bus just because she said, so dad is just not going to, going to be good for you, for her, and obviously not for you and your friends. Right. And that's sort of like winning the approval of others, but people want to win approval in oh, so many other ways, right? Like people want to be politically correct. So you see all these companies these days, this is ridiculous, right? Like Companies, which let's face it, honestly, don't give a good gosh darn about any human being. They want to make money and they want to distract attention from the gobs and gobs of money that they're making these days and the ruthless way in which they treat people and make money. So what do they do? They they go out there and they say things like, well, you know, we, we believe in critical race theory or we believe in transgender ideology, or we believe uh, in pride for everybody and they have pride month. And I'm telling you, these people don't believe in any of those things. They just no. know that they're popular things to uh, agree to in the cultural milieu today. And it distracts attention away from their ruthless behavior in the marketplace, which allows them to make oodles and oodles of money. So mm -hmm. they're hoping that by getting the approval of the woke mob and folks, e even people who are not in the woke mob, but are sympathetic to these other causes. Cause I don't want to say that everybody believe that believes 
in, in these causes is a member of the woke mob. That's not true. There's a lot of very good, decent people that believe in these things as well. But they are trying to basically uh, engage in some sleight of hand and distract people from their truly awful and egregious behavior in other arenas. And that's an example of someone seeking, you know, the approval of others. Now, it's a corporation, not a person, but it's, you know, a corporation is a legal fiction that says it's like a person. So, you know, this thing, this corporation acting in this way, that's what it's all about. And, you know, there's, there's a book that just came out called Woke Inc. And it talks about how corporations are, are, jumping on the woke bandwagon in in order to cash in. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And it is basically an example of the way our world is going right now, where oh, so many people, oh, so many men in particular, are seeking approval of others in order to get what they want. Now, some of them are just weak, but some of them are people that do this in order to get the approval of others. You know what I mean? So they can, they can, you know, they can sneak in an advantage for themselves, right? Now, look look at some men who do this. There's a bunch of men who go out and proclaim themselves loudly and proudly to be committed feminists. Canada's oh, prime minister has done this. Now, why are these dudes doing that? Why are these dudes doing that? Why are these dudes doing that? Do you think they're really committed feminists? Or, you know, do they want to win points with a certain kind of female and use that use that fact in order to, you know, con them into going to bed with them. Could it be possible that that's what they're doing? Nah, of course it is. That's exactly what they're doing. There's so many men who are despicable in that way that they pretend to believe in something so that they can win the approval of a certain type of woman. And that's what they want to do. And I got to tell you, that's another example of men behaving in a way that is approval seeking rather than standing up for what they really believe in. See, now I'm I'm a lucky man because I, I don't I don't think I've ever come across anyone in the last five or ten years I can remember that would stoop to such such low low behavior. You mean outside you know. of our prime minister? <laughs> wow, that that guy's a special case. I, 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 I'm told he, he's calling an election. I, I think that was going on because I see the signs. Yeah. So I'm hoping this puts that man to rest because like, what a piece. Oh man, he's <laughs> a piece of work. There's no question uh, about uh, it. What a piece. You know, Listen. I, I, uh, I understand his whole thing about equality, but you know, me being a business owner, equality should not surpass efficiency and production because that's what we do. Like we produce and, and don't get me wrong. I have women on my staff. They have their strengths and they have their weaknesses, you know? So I, I tend to try and play to those strengths and weaknesses of, of the women, as well as the men. When it comes to hauling gravel, you know, the woman does well on a tractor by shovel and by wheelbarrow. The guys are doing better. That's just that's just physiology, just right? Yeah, you yeah. can't, you know. And and I'm not saying that there's no women out there that can't keep up with the men. I just haven't hired her yet. And when she comes knocking for a job, I'm more than I'm more than happy to hire. 
uh, you know, my, our hiring strategy, like I, I've told all my employees, I don't care who they are, what their race is. For us, it's all about efficiency of production. That's it, brother. Yeah. It's That's all it's about. Nobody cares. Yeah, the equality of opportunity. Listen, I'm a brown Middle Eastern man. You know what I mean? So yeah, from my perspective, equality is very important. Equality of opportunity is extremely important. I'm very grateful to live in Canada because I have those equality. I have the equality of opportunity. And as a result, I've been able to become successful. I work with uh, my my better half. She's my life partner and my business partner. So I, I, I work with a woman and we talk on a daily basis that she's got some strengths that I absolutely do not have. Her ability to deal with people is like, you know, if, if the scale were one to 10 and she was a 10, mine's like a 6.5, you know, on a good day, right? On a bad day, it's like a five compared to her. But when it comes, for example, to enrollment and sales, if you say my ability is like, you know, a, a 10, her ability is like a six uh, when it comes to sales and enrollment. And so we understand that her job is to wow our customers and my job is to bring them in through the door. And it works out very well. You know what I mean? And But I mean, getting back to this issue of needing the approval of others, there's a ton of men that could use this message, could yeah. really benefit from hearing this and go, yeah, man, I am behaving this way. So ask yourself, do you change your opinion depending on who's out there around you? Do you not say certain things because you don't want to be disapproved of? Yeah. Right. Because if the answer to those two questions is yes, then you're a man who's seeking the approval of others. And if you're a man who's seeking the approval of others, I'm sorry, but you're pussy. And you are not going to live life as the best version of yourself. It's a you man know? hiding in the shadows. You're hiding, hiding in the, hiding shadows. the shadows. Well yeah. said, Arpa. Yeah. 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 And listen, I've been that man. When I was a younger man, I sought approval, you know? Um, so did I, like I would twist my words around not to offend people. I sometimes still catch myself doing that. I got friends of mine, you know, who differ with me politically. And sometimes I find myself just biting my tongue or twisting my words around. So I'm not speaking clearly and directly. And that's not cool. That's me seeking the approval of others. But when I was younger, I did it all the time. You know, um, I wanted to be liked. I wanted women to like me. Uh, um, I wasn't the kind of man who'd like lie in order to climb into a woman's pants or anything like that. That wasn't me. I was, I was always very straight up in that fashion, but I, I definitely wanted to be liked and I would do things to try and be liked. I'd, I'd, I'd buy gifts for girls. I'd, 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 uh, you know, pretend to agree with them on certain subjects just because I wanted them to like me. You know, uh, and I look back at it right now and I'm like, why the hell did you do that? I wish I could go back in time and talk to that younger version of myself wow. and get him to stop. <laughs> you know no kidding. I mean? That, that, uh, brings back a time for me when I was, uh, I was dating in my, my early twenties, this one woman. Uncle Arpa's <laughs> stories. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, she was not comfortable in and around my friends, my family, and it got, it got to a point where after work, 
I would go, I would be at her place. I would be, and the only thing I ever went home for was, uh, was sleep. And, and, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was such a weird, weird place to be. And I I don't know how I didn't see it at the time. Um, but it came, it came to a point where then she did this one, this whole flip. And and this is what I was telling men to, to watch out for, man. This, this is why, why, when, when they start telling you to change your friends and change who you are, you know, yeah, maybe it's time to look, look out and, and, and run because, you know, she, she pulled a 180 uh, and, and I'm not unique. This is, um, believe me, I am in no way unique to any other, of the other men out there. She pulls this 180. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm here by myself. I felt like a stranger in my own home. Um, and if it weren't for another man, you know, to speak up and say, look, man, like you're in a bad place right now and you need to get this thing, you know, severed. Uh, otherwise, like you're, you're lost forever. Uh, I, I would have been, oh, man, I, I couldn't imagine that relationship going any further. If it did, like, who would I be? Who would I be? You know, so. That's the question I want to ask, you know, men that are listening on right now, you know, if you're in that same situation, you know, and, and, and your, your life is revolving around this one person, who are you going to be when she flips that 180? And it doesn't have to be today, tomorrow, in your early 20s, mid 20s. You know, look at some of the men, like uh, some of the good men out there. You know, yeah, I was actually talking with my employees about this earlier today, you know, Jeff Bezos. And, you know, then you have... Um, uh, what's his name from, from Bill Gates, from Microsoft, you know, how long have these men been working, amassing this wealth? And then it's, it's what, they're in the fifties now, mid fifties. And their wives are like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. You know, full 180. Where, yeah. where are you going to be? Well, Gates is uh, 66 years old. Bezos is a little younger. I think he's still in his late fifties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know what to say about those two dudes and their divorces. I know nothing about it. My understanding uh, of Bill is that he had wandering eyes and wandering hands and his wife kind of got tired of it. Uh, And in Bezos' case, I heard that, you know, he he hit the midlife crisis. He cheated with with a younger woman. And God knows there's so many dudes who do that. That could be a topic for a whole other podcast episode uh, right there. But I can say this. It's not just younger men who look for the approval of others. There's plenty of other men who look for the approval of others. I mean, like I said, I still sometimes look for the approval of some certain friends of mine and I'll twist uh, my words around uh, like a salamander. So you won't even recognize what the hell I'm talking about. And normally, you know me, Arpa, I speak very clearly, very succinctly, very directly. You know exactly what I'm saying and where I stand. Sometimes when I'm looking for approval, you don't. And you're going to go, what's going on with Baloo? Oh, he's in his little boy approval seeking mode, right? And just ask yourself as a man, if you're listening to this podcast episode, where are you in approval seeking mode? How's that happening for you? Because that's the most important thing we need you to understand for yourself. So if you do that, you're going to be in good shape. You know what I'm saying? If you don't do that, you're not going to be in good shape. You're going to be in terrible shape, right? Yeah. See, yeah. see where it works, where it doesn't. A lot of the times, I don't think it's going to work for you. No, no. As a man, you need to be basically very careful not to get into approval-seeking mode. 
Now, yes, there are there are instances where approval is important, i.e., if you have a job to do for somebody, you need their approval in order to make sure the job is done effectively and appropriately. If you're attempting to serve a customer, you do need that customer's approval uh, because that's how you make your money. That's how you make your livelihood. You know, if you're uh, preparing a party uh, for a family member, for your wife, for your kids, if you're buying them gifts, if you're taking them on vacation, absolutely, you, you need their approval. I'm not talking about approval in that sense. I'm talking about seeking approval because you're looking to compromise the essence of who you are as a man just so someone else says, yeah, I'm, I don't hate you too much. We don't want that kind of approval. You know, that was funny. I was actually thinking this so we can tolerate you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, bringing it back to, to uh, our whole sovereign man podcast, you know, for a man to be sovereign, he's got to be able to live his life the way he is, you know, who you are, not seeking the approval of others to change who you, who you want to be. Exactly. Right? Sovereign man is a man who approves himself and does not seek the approval of others. Yeah. That's a key tenet of being a sovereign man. You seek your own approval. In fact, you don't even seek it. You just give yourself that approval. You know, like, you know what? I approve myself. Now, sometimes I'm a complete jerk, but so what? Even in my jerkhood, I, I approve of myself because I know that's a, a part of my humanity. Part of my humanity is I screw up, I'm a jerk, uh, I do stupid stuff. That's it. It's all good. That's I'm, I'm fine with that. It's part of being human. Every human that's being it, needs man. to be fine with that. You know? Well, I think and, all men need to realize is you're not unique. So if you're a uh, jerk, Every other man out there is a fucking jerk too. We all do it. We all do it. We all are. It's all good. The yeah. only difference between us and other people is, uh, you know, most most of us can look beyond that. I'm a jerk. You're a jerk. It's all it's all good. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm just a effing jerk. Mm -hmm. I'm just a fucking jerk. That's it, baby. <laughs> and that's okay. It's good that I'm I'm a fucking jerk. It's good. My jerkhood is good. Love it. You know, because it. if you can't love your jerkhood and you, you only give yourself approval based on when you're being perfect, then you're screwed. You are not going to live life as the best version of yourself. And as a man, you need to embrace your jerkhood. You need to, you need to give yourself approval. You need to stop seeking the approval of others and you need to grant yourself your own approval. Is your approval of yourself is your superpower. It's what's going to allow you to win out there in the world. If you're always walking on eggshells, trying not to screw up every second of the day, you're just going to be so tense. You're going to have no energy left to do anything, right? Like anything whatsoever. So you got to be that man, that badass warrior who's just good with himself. That's it. Stand on your own two feet for your values, the man you want to be. There's nothing else in life is going to make you happy. And then, you know, nothing. come to your deathbed, you'll be filled with regrets. No man should be like that. No man should be like that. No man should be like that. Every man should approve of himself, should love himself, should give himself the, the grace to be who he is. And that allows him to go out there and live life as the best version of himself, because that's what sovereignty is. Being a sovereign man, you know, Ryan Mickler and his great podcast, The Order of Man, says, 
he's all about reclaiming and restoring masculinity. And I love that. And I'm, 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 I'm all for that and all about that myself. But, you know, I think being sovereign as a man goes a step further than just reclaiming and restoring your masculinity or the masculinity, the ethos of masculinity in the world. Being sovereign as a man is saying to yourself, I approve of who I am. I'm good with who I am. Uh, I'm a man who is financially self-sufficient. I can pay my bills. I do not need the state or anyone else to take care of me. I don't need a woman to hug and hold and kiss. I'd like one, but I can live without it. I am intellectually sovereign. You know, I think for myself, I don't look to other people to give me cues on how to think. You know, I'm a man who is emotionally sovereign, right? I.e., I'm not governed by my emotions, right? I have control and dominion over my emotions. And I'm a man who's spiritually sovereign, right? In that I have a strong relationship with my God, with my creator. These are the elements and the tenets of being a sovereign man. And this podcast, this movement exists because we want to create billions of sovereign men around the world. Yes. Billions. Billions. With a B. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sovereign man dot com dot ca actually in our case hashtag sovereign man dot ca hashtag billion sovereign men love it eh? love it don't you love that and that make you feel good inside when you just hear that and then then it just just warm the cockles of your masculine heart arpa gets gets me fired up love it it. there's nothing nothing better than standing in a circle of 10 men we're all sovereign because that's that's when real real magic happens real magic truly love it and you know i'm i'm wanting you as a listener if you're listening to this show i'm wanting you to embrace these tenets of sovereignty into your own life i'm wanting you to share this with other men because let's face it the stuff that arpa and i are talking about on this show on this episode but on the show in general these are the principles the tenets of how to live men as the most badass warrior version of yourself, how to, how to live life, making the most money you could make, how to live life, you know, being the kind of man that your woman wants to fool around with, you know, rather than fool around on, right. How to live life, being the kind of man that clients want to do business with that employers want to hire, how to live life is the kind of man that other people look to, because you think for yourself and they're interested in what you have to say because your thoughts are original. Being the kind of man who has dominion over his own emotions, being the kind of man that other men look to and go, man, this guy never loses his shit. He's together. You know what I mean? Being the kind of man who's got a strong relationship with his creator, with his God, and gives all the glory to God and lives life as that man. Hoo-ha! That's masculinity, brother. That Mm -hmm. is what, what I believe what I mean when I embrace Ryan Mickler's beautiful phrase, reclaiming and restoring masculinity, because you do all that, sovereign man, sovereign, sovereign, dominion over your life. You have strength, you have power, you have passion, you know, and you can go out there and live and inspire and just walk yes. around and go. I'm a man. I'm a sovereign man. That's it. Yeah. Go out, make the world a better place. And I got to say, sovereign men need knives. 
every man should have a knife. You know, I love knives. And I've, I've, I've got a, one of my new knives here to show you. Oh, Arpa. oh nice. Is that not nice? This is the yeah, Emerson yeah. Huck hard use camp, camping knife. Look at this. Isn't this pretty? Sweet. Isn't this beautiful? Like yeah, this handle is called Ridge handle. Light. I know. It fits in my hand so nice. Voltang. Yeah, I mean, it's got, a, it, you know, it's got a nice little kind of like upper recurve on the mm-hmm. spine here. This thing cuts like a beast. Look at this beautiful leather sheath, eh? Like, this thing's uh-huh. gorgeous, man. This kind of tool that we're going to use in our upcoming men's overnight, you know? And this is the kind of tool every man should own. So I say, listen, if you're a man, you definitely want to own knives. I'm a big fan of knives. I'm a big fan of this Emerson Huck knife, hard use camp knife. Go to emersonknives.com, order this. They're not sponsoring us at this stage. I'm just a fan. I don't get money to say this. I just love Emerson knives and I love the Huck knife. It's beautiful. And I think every man should go get one. You know, so I show you, I show you the gifts I got from, from one of my men for my birthday a couple oh, weeks show ago. Me, show me, show me, bro. Oh, look at this. Hold on, let me get it over there. Oh. Nice. You see that? That's beautiful. So what a- my my old man had gifted me a, a uh, I think it's a World War Two or World War One Mosin again. It's a Russian surplus rifle, and this yeah. is this is the ammo. And in, in the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna go fire this bad boy off. See if it still shoots like it did back in, in World War One or World War Two. I love it, man. You know what? I mean, here in Canada, you got to get licenses to uh, to own guns and ammunition. And I just I just took the test. But I say, like, if you live in a place like the United States, you should have knives, you should have guns and you should learn how to use them responsibly and safely, but also be able to use them for yourself. That That's a part of being a sovereign man. The kind of man who doesn't need the approval of others, you know, is a kind of man who understands how to use a knife, and how to use a gun. I think that's uh, that's that's important for for you to do. If you live in Canada or another country, and there's gun laws, obviously follow those laws, get the appropriate licenses, and all those things. Be on the right side of the law because the sovereign man is on the right side of the law. But uh, if you live in the United States, God bless you, the land of the free and the home of the brave, and the home of the Second Amendment. Go go pick up yourself uh, uh, some some weapons and some ammunition. Uh, it's it's important stuff, and you know having bullets, I think, is is powerful because bullets these days are valuable. I mean, they're like currency. You buy bullets, they're going to go up in value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's powerful. And stuff. if, and if anyone's out there, if, if you haven't ever, ever shot a gun, don't judge, try it. Like my mom used to tell me about everything. She, she's trying to serve me for dinner. Try it at least once. I've seen some of the daintiest women just go crazy it is it is unbelievably fun as long as you're doing it safely it is yeah it's a lot it is a lot of fun it's it's challenging physically mentally but again it's it's fun and you know when you get a some of the the ranges out there will provide you some colorful uh targets so you know putting a few holes through a paper zombie a lot of fun yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Do it at least once. Do it at least That's once. That's great, man. I love it. I love it. Another one of Uncle Arpa's pearls of wisdom. <laughs> so, listen, um, I've enjoyed this uh, conversation, Arpa. I think we've brought a very important topic 
to the forefront for a lot of men to listen to. And that's the importance of not seeking the approval of others and giving yourself the grace of your own approval. I think that's important that we did that. Yeah. And I, I agree. Yeah. I knew you we, would. We need, we need more men to step up and say, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. This is what I want to be. Move on. Cool. And we are going to do more of these interviews with just you and I. We're going to bring on some guests. We're probably going to call my friend Elon and bring him back on as well. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. I actually got to interview uh, Ernest Emerson, the man oh, who yeah? the man who designed the Emerson Huck Knife. Oh, nice. Uh, and he's going to be on the uh, Sovereign Man podcast. I interviewed him yesterday. So he'll be one of the upcoming episodes. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Great. Sounds yeah. like, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I uh, can't wait till we do our next conversation. Arpa, this has been great. Yes. Um, you know, For the men that are listening, have we told them how to find us? Yeah. Well, it, the extra on the show basically says for anyone who's interested, uh, the way that they can find us is to go to sovereignman.ca. Now, we also have a Sovereign Man Facebook page. We're going to have to start getting a little bit active on that. We're going to have to start finding some of the men in our in our world who are into that as well to help us out with that. We're going to have a Sovereign Man Instagram uh, profile as well. So that's another way they can get a hold of us. But the best way to get a hold of us right now, frankly, is to listen to this podcast and share it with other people. If you enjoy this podcast, that's it. We don't charge for it. We don't have sponsors. Okay. What we ask as currency for payment is if you got something of value, share it with another man. If you didn't, then don't share it with another man. If it was crap to you, don't do it. But if you got something, share it with another man. And if you got something really good, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Yeah. That's how you know, we grow. The more people leave us ratings and reviews, the faster we'll grow. So listen, I'm talking to you, man. If you're listening to this, leave us a rating or review if you got something good out of it and share it with another man who needs to hear this message. All right. Yeah. Even if you didn't get anything and you know someone close to you that will share it anyways, because there's men out there that not every topic will speak for you, but it may help out your brother and you, you know, you need your brother in arms. So help, help another man out, share the message. You know, I agree with you. Not every topic is going to speak to every man, but every topic will speak to some man and every topic will benefit some man. So Maybe the topic didn't speak to you, but maybe you believe in our mission, share away. If you think we did a good job and we're sincere, share away. If you don't think we did a good job and you don't believe in what we do, then don't share it. But if you do, share away. All right, Arpa, great talking to you, man, as always. And it's been a good time. It's been good. Looking forward to, uh, looking forward to our weekend. Me too. All right, brother. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.